Hey, <clears throat> what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I want to say good morning and hello to everybody, um, all the intelligent black people that want to come through and have a good conversation. I welcome you. Uh, today, I want to talk about Bill Cosby, and there's a new documentary called We Need to Talk About Cosby that is appearing on Showtime. And um, the documentary is uh, disturbing uh, for a lot of reasons that uh, racist mainstream media is probably not going to address. So, you know, in our effort to build Black-owned media that speaks a voice for uh, those who don't always have a voice, I thought I would take a moment um, as a scholar to give you a list of concerns that I have about the Cosby documentary. Now, before we get started, uh, if you could, if you could help us get the message out, um, you know, get this other point of view that they will, that they'll censor, that they'll suppress um, if you can help us get this out by hitting the thumbs up button, share, subscribe, I would appreciate that very much. Also, if you'd like to support the channel, um, you can become a patron at intelligentblackpeople.com. You guys know my PhD is in finance, so I, st I share stock markets, stock market picks and uh, stocks that I like uh, every week with the patrons. So feel free to go to intelligentblackpeople.com. Uh, so put your hashtag B1 in the chat. Uh, I see Kingdom Girl, Illustrious Visions, and Pugilism and Politics, and my name is Corey and DDS and Rob Barker. How are you? How are you? How are you? Okay, so give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no. How many of you have heard of this new documentary, We Need to Talk About Cosby? Give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no if you've heard about the documentary. So I saw the uh, trailer for the documentary, and um, and it's interesting. I saw a few people in there that I know. Uh, I saw uh, Mark Lamar Hill in the documentary. I think I saw Roland Martin. Um, I saw another guy. I forgot his name. He's a, a big, big gay, gay guy. I forgot his name. But but anyway, um, they uh, they had a lot of black people in this documentary. And that actually leads to my first point about this. Um, we need to talk about Cosby's basically, I guess, their effort to um, engage in what I consider to be a high-tech lynching of Cosby. And the reason I call it a high-tech lynching is because if you look at the history of lynchings, Lynchings weren't always done against people who were seen as totally innocent. Lynchings occurred uh, against that black man where white people felt he was guilty, but they didn't feel like the courts had done, uh, had, had given enough justice for their appetite, right? You know, like a lot of times the men who got lynched were the men who were accused of a crime and they said, we know that Negro did it. We just can't prove it or we just can't get him arrested, or we can't get him put in jail. So we're just going to take the law into our own hands. And we are going to do like the people on January 6th. We're going to storm the Capitol. We're going to storm because we white, we white, and we get to do what we want. We're going to storm the building, and we're going to go in here, and we're going to get justice by any means. Well, we're going to get it however however, however we feel like we want to get it, right? And, and that, to me, is what I'm seeing with this Cosby documentary. Uh, because, you know, with this documentary, what's really fascinating is – uh, it is released by Showtime. So you have a white-owned media outlet. Pay attention now. This I'm going to break this down for you, uh, you know, in terms of what I'm seeing. You have a white-owned media outlet. They they see the racial writing on the wall. They see how racist this is. The reason you know that they see the racism is because they the whole damn cast in the trailer, if you go watch the trailer, the whole cast is damn near 100% black. The whole cast is 100% black. Mark Lamont Hill's first Negro they put up there. And I'm going to tell you a little bit, a little couple of secrets about Mark Lamont Hill that you guys may not know. Remember, I helped Mark get his career started. Mark Lamont Hill called me in 2007 and asked me, how do I get on TV just like you? And me being, I guess, me being a guy who wants to help everybody, I said, yeah, well, here's what you do. Here's how I can help you. I can't say I regret it, but I can say that, you know, when a person is given power, 
um, I've learned over time that it's an ethical thing as to whether or not they use their power for good or evil. So I know Mark extremely well, and I'm going to tell you exactly why Mark's opinion about Cosby is not um, an unbiased opinion. Remember, Mark is in Philadelphia, just like Cosby. Mark was at Temple, just like Cosby. So this goes way back. I mean, this goes back. You know, this this is a beef. This is this is this is basically white folks giving black people a platform. Certain black people, not all black people, certain black people a platform to settle personal scores. You know, they they've done this. Um, they do this all the time. Uh, I've seen this this this, this uh, pet trick played out in many occasions. So the cast is almost all black, and uh, and and they they did this because they wanted to neutralize the obvious racial argument that can be made in a situation like this. You know, th these are not independent black people. These are not black people with their own platforms. These are not black people with their own wealth. These are black people. The people that are on Cosby's a black man who had his own wealth, right? He did he did use NBC's platform and whatnot, but he did build his own wealth. Uh, he gave millions of dollars to HBCUs, something that not one Negro on that documentary would ever be able to do. Uh, he went out and he was able to <clears throat> single-handedly educate millions of black people, increase HBCU enrollment. Uh, he gave lots of money to big universities at a level that they can't really operate at. So most of the Negroes that are on that documentary could never even dream of doing the things for black people that Cosby did. They don't, they don't own anything. They don't have their own platforms and they're not very powerful people. They just, you know, uh, they just use white liberal platforms to pursue a white liberal message in blackface. That's what that is. It's white liberal messages in blackface. So if you listen to, for example, if you listen to, I forgot her name. She's on the sports lady with the braids. Um, Y'all can help me. Uh, but uh, but she's on, um, uh, She she's often reciting white feminist talking points. I forgot her name, though. Um, I, I, her name's out of my brain. Is it Jamil? Jamil something. Jamel, Jamil. I can't remember her name. But anyway, again, she had a white a white platform. White people gave her an original platform. Jamil Hill, thank you. They, they gave her a platform uh, because she fits in with a white liberal ideology. And she uses that to bash black men on a regular basis. And typically, if you look into the backgrounds of women like that, and I'm not making fun of her, but typically women like that, unfortunately, have an unhealthy relationship with their father. Uh, and, I, and so I, as a father, I can identify that just very quickly. And I said, I wonder what her relationship is with her dad. I looked it up. First thing I read was uh, something about her father being on drugs, you know, and uh, and I don't support that at all in terms of black men who are, you know, harming their children, ignoring their children out here smoking dope instead of being with your kids. I can't support that because that's not what a real man does. <clears throat> but typically, in many cases, when you see an angry black woman in that particular space, meaning angry toward black men, like black men ain't nothing. Uh, I'm a, a, a black man, this black man, that, and they're doing the bidding of white folks. Typically, that means that that woman has an unhealthy relationship with her father. Give me a yes or no if you've ever seen that. And I'm not making fun of you if you're in that category. I just, I just encourage you if you're in that category, get some therapy so that you can understand that we're not all your father. Every black man ain't your daddy. You know, I did, I didn't abandon you when you were a child, right? So, so why are you taking that on me? Right. So anyway, let's keep it going. So with this documentary called um, uh, was it um, something Cosby? Uh, we need to talk about Cosby. Uh, the host is Kamau Bell, a black comedian. And first thing he says in the trailer is I'm a black man. Right. Again, that's all plotted. That's all prepared. Right. It's a prepared statement. Like, let's neutralize the racial angle so that they don't see the obvious. They don't see us robbing black, robbing the stagecoach in broad daylight by doing something that is clearly racial clearly how are you how are you going to neutralize the racial dimension of something that is as racial as the day is long you know you, you can't do that right 
Um, and so ultimately, first thing he says is I'm a black man and this is complicated. And then <clears throat> they, he says, well, we need to talk about Cosby. So then you hear in the trailer, a string of black people, mostly black people, many of whom, have, you know, maybe some of whom have a, a beef with Cosby, some of whom are typically white liberals in blackface, um, you know, kind of all saying the same thing. Basically, you know, that Cosby's a bad guy, right? And here's the thing, here's the thing, I want to make it clear. I'm not here to sit here and convince you that Cosby's a good guy. I am not here to try to convince you that Cosby's a good guy. I'm not here to try to convince you that Cosby <clears throat> is completely innocent because I don't know if he's innocent. I don't know that. And neither do you. And neither, neither do, that's the court of law. That's why he was proven not guilty in court. That's why he was proven not guilty. Not guilty does not mean innocent, though. That's what's important. And here's the thing, though. I want black people to not fall in that trap of thinking that you've got to prove that he's innocent in order for you to say that this is wrong. This is injustice. This is not guilty. In fact, let me ask y'all a question. Let me ask y'all a question. Serious question. Give me a yes or no in the chat. Everybody answer this question for me. Have you ever, <clears throat> ever in your life, seen a white-owned media outlet like Showtime get a cast full of people, especially black people, to go on the air and vilify a prominent white man of Cosby's stature? Any white man named, and you got a lot of them to choose from. Have they ever done a documentary on Showtime about a prominent white man of Cosby's stature who was never found guilty, but yet talked about him like he was guilty? Has that ever happened? Can you name one time? Seriously, pay attention now. This I, I, I can stop talking right now with this. I like literally, I can stop with this very point right here. Can you name one time? Everybody answer me. Give me a guess. I'm looking for a yes. Look, I'm looking for a yes. I'm looking for a name. Give me one name. Just one. I just need one. You got a lot of white people to choose from. Lord knows white people, white men have been robbing us, killing us, raping us, stealing from us, harming us, enslaving us, pillaging us, doing all kinds of stuff to us for 400 years. Can you name one white man going all the way back to George Washington where you've seen a full documentary on Showtime or HBO or any of these white-owned networks where they went out of their way to say, we we going to get this dude. We're going we gonna, we, we gonna to get his ass. We're going to get him. Pay attention, black people. They don't even do that to Christopher Columbus, and you know what the hell he did. They won't even do it to Christopher Columbus. Right? <laughs> so, so, so now, now, see somebody mentioned Jeffrey Epstein, but last time I checked, Epstein was proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Jeffrey Epstein went to jail. He died in jail. He died in jail. Now, 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 Donald Trump, there you go. That's a good answer. Donald Trump, perhaps with Donald Trump, you might have a point there. Now, remember, here's the deal, though, with Donald Trump, the vilification of Trump, which, again, I, I'm not going to defend Trump. Lord knows I ain't going to sit there and try to defend that guy. But remember, Trump is a Republican. This is this is part of this is political. Almost every single black person that was in the documentary was a Democrat. They're, 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 they're basically white liberals in blackface. That's what they are. I think one of the guys' name is Jelani something. Uh, he's the big guy who's who's part of the LGBT community. And uh, and he's, you know, he's as liberal as they come. Right. So 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 here's the deal. This is a this was a white liberal hit piece. This was a pure example. Malcolm X just talked to you all about this of white liberal racism, white liberal racism, basically, to some extent, among other things. First of all, they have a big issue with the masculine black male 
They they if you if you black and you gay, then they ain't gonna mess with you. Don Lemon done did all kinds of stuff. They ain't mess never mess with Don Lemon. But of course they <laughs> Chris Cuomo's ass ain't got a job no more. Don Lemon got caught doing the same thing as Chris Cuomo. Pay attention now. Pay attention. Go if you don't know what I'm talking about, go Google it. Don Lemon got caught doing the same damn thing that Chris Cuomo did. Remember, Chris Cuomo tipped his brother off about the investigation, blah, blah, blah. Don Lemon did the same thing with Juicy Smollett. He did the same thing with Juicy Smollett. They, they, he's still on CNN last time I checked. So, so white, so white liberals, they tend to have an issue with masculine men, especially masculine black males. There, there's an assault on that. So protect your sons because uh, basically what they've done is they've defined any type of, of, of sexual interest by a heterosexual male, particularly on the job as a type of uh, almost like sexual assault or harassment. And, uh, and that's very, uh, that's, that's a trap uh, in the sense that uh, studies show that a large percentage of people, the majority of all people end up dating somebody they work with, especially if they go to work a lot. So what they've done is created a scenario where if your son, your black son goes to work and he finds a woman on the job that's attractive and she's attracted to him and she says, hey, let's get together. And your son gets together with that woman. They're not going to fire her. They're going to fire your son, especially if your son happens to have a managerial position or he is ranked higher in the company than her. They're going to talk about your son like he's a rapist. So warn your sons. That's why black men need to have their own businesses, because some of these rules don't make any sense. They, they just don't. You know, I get I get sexism. I get power dynamics. I understand all of that. I was in academia, white academia for many years. So while I can certainly appreciate some of their ideas, I can also dismantle them and break them down like a, like a hillbilly breaking down a Ford motor truck, like a, like a hillbilly breaking down a, a, Ford, a Ford Explorer. Like I, I, I know how to I know the mechanics of exactly what you're saying and exactly where your flaws are in your design. Let's keep going. So this documentary called We Need to Talk About Cosby. Kamal Bell is the host. He's a black man. They, the whole, almost the entire cast is black. Let's talk about Mark Lamont Hill for a second. I don't have a lot of time. My beautiful wife is waiting for me, so I'm going to make this short. Mark Lamont Hill has had a very, very biased vendetta against Cosby for many years. Back when Mark and I were friends, back in maybe 2010, I remember Mark being extremely frustrated with Cosby, extremely upset, because one time I remember, in particular, this among many times, uh, Cosby's on the radio. Uh, they said, hey, Mark Lamont Hill would like to address you about, about your camp pound cake speech or something like that. Because remember, Dyson wrote that book. Michael Eric Dyson wrote that book about Bill Cosby after Bill Cosby gave that terrible pound cake speech back in 2004. Anybody remember that? Give me a yes or no if you remember that. Some of y'all might be too young to remember, but you should Google it. It's, it's good. Cosby gave a bad speech. It sounded elitist. I got what he was trying to say. He was an old, old guy that was frustrated with the decline of our culture. He was frustrated with black people embracing ignorance. He was frustrated with black men not wanting to be men anymore. He was frustrated with black people not wanting to be educated anymore. He was frustrated with black people not trying to better ourselves. So he got frustrated. He said something that was said in exactly the wrong way. And a lot of people jumped on him for it, which they should have. <clears throat> but I personally think <clears throat> he had a point while at the same time he could have said it better. No question about it. So Michael Eric Dyson goes and writes a book about Cosby. I forgot what it's called. Is was Bill Cosby right or has the black middle class lost his mind or something like that? I don't remember what the title of the book was. All I know is that uh, that while Dyson certainly had a point in writing his book, Cosby had a point in pointing to the decline of our culture. If you haven't seen the decline, pay attention to what is happening to your neighborhoods in these Democratic run districts where black people are dying every single day. If you, if you don't think there's a decline in the culture, pay attention to the fact that black wealth is going down. It's not going up, despite the fact that you got all kinds of Negroes with college degrees everywhere. 
If you don't believe your community is in, in decline, look at the breakdown of the black family and how many families have fallen apart in the last 20, 30, 40 years. Hey, they want they want Joe Biden to be become the man of the house and send your send your woman a welfare check as opposed to you being a man, being in the house and being with those kids. So Cosby had a point. He had a point, but he said it wrong. Right. So years later, Mark Lamont Hill is trying to get onto the radio. He's trying to get a come up. He's trying to confront Cosby directly. Cosby won't speak to him. He would not he would not address him. And this made Mark upset. Mark was very angry. I remember him expressing that anger with me. And so this is so, and, and part of the anger toward uh, Hill, in my view, is driven by the fact that if I'm not from what what I was told, there was a thing where uh, Cosby didn't like the fact that Mark was at Temple, that he was I think he was giving him a hard time at Temple. And so this was a personal thing. Right. So so my point is in all this is to say that some of this stuff, sometimes when you see documentaries like this, there's there's a lot of going on. There's a lot of stuff happening in the background that the public isn't aware of. There are a lot of personal beasts being settled. There's a lot of hidden agendas that are out there. There's a lot of nonsense kind of boiling that they're not necessarily gonna reveal or expose when they put the documentary out. So this documentary is incredibly biased. If you notice, most of the people that are in the documentary are all connected on some level. They work together in other capacities. So whoever the executive producers are, uh, these are probably people that just kind of roll together. Uh, the people that kind of roll together in that space, they are typically the white liberals in blackface who pretty much, you know, they'll, they'll tell you to vote for the Democrats every time, no matter what, no matter how much they ignore you, no matter how much they refuse to talk about reparations, no matter how much they disrespect the black community. It always comes back to, well, we need to get Trump out of office or we need to support Uncle Joe or he Uncle Joe, done, he, he he feels bad about mass incarceration. He he done, he's changed. People people can change or they're the first ones to want to talk about about gayness and, and immigrants instead of talking about black people. That's kind of what they do. That's kind of how they operate. Now, now with that said, do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe if you haven't done it yet. Also, if you'd like to support the channel, please go to intelligentblackpeople.com. We have with, we need to talk about Cosby. First of all, let's go to the basic facts. Um, if there was evidence that would get this man locked up, he will be in prison right now. There's something called the justice system where if you, uh, you know, think about this. Now, I'm not sitting here trying to say he didn't do it. I'm not saying that. I don't have to prove that. What I'm saying to you is that I don't know about y'all, but I have often wondered how is how in the world is it that all this stuff was happening like crazy in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, and yet dozens of, of mostly white women can come forward and say, I was too scared to tell the police that a black man assaulted me. I mean, give me a yes or no. Does that does that make sense to you? I mean, do you, do you think that a white woman in the 1960s will be afraid, like, like that all of them, every single one of them, will be afraid to go tell the cops that a black man did something bad to them? I mean, remember, Tulsa, all the black Wall Street got burned down because a white woman told white men what happened to her. Y'all do know that, right? You do know Black Wall Street got burned to the ground. <laughs> Hundreds of people got killed because <laughs> one white woman said a black man touched me. He not not had sex with me, not did nothing like heavy, just it's like he touched me. So 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 seriously that that part is just a little bit weird. That that just doesn't add up. It just doesn't it doesn't pass the smell test. It does not compute. Doesn't mean Cosby's innocent. It just means it's a little weird. 
right? Now we get it. Okay, Cosby's a big deal. He was a celebrity. He had a lot of power. So may maybe that was the Trump card. Okay, okay, okay. I kind of get that. Maybe that's why hundreds and hundreds and hundreds or, or dozens or whatever of all these empowered white women were all afraid to even go and mention one thing to the cops, file any police reports, anything. That That's just, just odd. That's very odd. So so then you, you move forward into the, the idea that, I mean, the reality that maybe in these situations, you can't, as much as you want to make it clear and cut and dry, like, like Kamal Bell, the title of this documentary is we need to talk about Cosby. We want to have a discussion about Cosby. We want to have, we need to have a, a, a open, wide open forum in a discussion about Cosby. Well, let me just tell you a little secret, Kamal Bell. You know, Kamal, Kamal is, you know, he's married to a white woman. He's the kind of black guy that makes white people smile. That's why they like him. That's why he'll always be on TV. And people like me will never be on TV because they don't want to confront angry black people. They want to confront smiling Negroes. It goes all the way back to slavery. This is a trend. Um, here's the deal, Kamal. A discussion means that you hear all sides of the issue. A discussion is not where you grab a bunch of Negroes looking for a job and you put them all on TV and you let them all pretty much say the same thing. If everybody in the discussion is saying the same thing, that's not a discussion. Do you hear me? Give me a yes in the chat if you understand what I'm saying. If everybody in the discussion comes to the same conclusion and you act like the other side doesn't exist, well, bro, you're not having a discussion. I mean, at least in this forum, because we believe in freedom of speech or whatever, I'm willing to acknowledge the other point of view. I can just say, look, I hear you and I and you are making a point here and I and that's and, and it's a valid point. But I disagree or I think my point actually weighs a little bit more than yours. But I'm hearing what you're saying. Right. That's what a good discussion is. I learned this from my wife. My wife's a therapist. She taught me about things like empathy and how to how to really hear hear the other side. Right. Y'all ain't being empathetic. Y'all Negroes on this show, y'all acting like white folks, basically. You're basically sitting up there, and you're, the reason you feel is so critical to have a, how, we, need to, how, we need to talk about Cosby. We need to, we need to talk about Cosby. Look, think about it. They, they, they ain't sitting around saying, well, we need to talk about reparations for uh, you know, $14 trillion that was stolen from the black community. They're not saying, oh, we need to talk about urban violence where black people in Democratic-run districts are being murdered by the boatload. Or they talk about we need to talk about black wealth being being stolen out of the community up until this day. They don't need to talk about any of that, but they gotta talk about Cosby. We must, we have to talk about Cosby. Talk about Cosby is so important. You ain't gotta talk about Bill Clinton and all his rape allegations. You don't need to talk about Joe Biden and the fact that he too remember Joe Biden, Uncle Joe, old crispy Uncle Joe, yeah, Uncle Joe, who said if you don't vote for me and you ain't black. Uncle Joe was accused of rape. Did y'all know that? Give me a yes or no if y'all knew that Uncle Joe was accused of an inappropriate behavior with a woman. Do y'all know? I mean, highly inappropriate behavior. Yes or no? Give me a yes or no if you knew that. So, so I, I just find it real interesting. Pay attention now. You got a white-owned media outlet that says, let's gather up a whole bunch of Negroes and make and, and, and give the appearance that we that the whole black community just needs to talk about Cosby. Man, if that ain't a goddamn puppet show, I don't know what is. Y'all don't even own the damn channel. So stop acting like this is your conversation that, that you're trying to push. You don't own nothing. Y'all don't own nothing. You are literally, I, when, when you have the conversation, I don't even want to talk to the puppet. I'm not even addressing the people on there who were only allowed on that platform because they all had the same opinion. I want to. I don't talk to the puppet. I talk to the puppet master. We talk boss to boss. You ain't no boss. 
You are a pawn. That is what you are. Somebody powerful has an agenda and the powerful people, maybe it's some of those executives who work with Cosby, who've been pissed off at him for years. Maybe it's maybe it's the, the billionaires like George Soros who artificially create movements like the Black Lives Matter movement to get black people all riled up and moved in a certain direction. Heard y'all like sheep. Herd y'all like sheep, like they cowboys on horses, and they herd you, you a bunch of cattle that run in different directions, and they just herd you. Like they just get, go, go get them, go get them, boy. Lasso that Negro, lasso. Like they, they herding, they're herding you like farm animals, and they got you out here looking stupid because. And then what's fascinating and really tragically sad is that some of the people in the documentary are scholars. Some of them are scholars like me. Some of them have PhDs like I do. And I'm absolutely stunned that you claim to be a scholar and you have absolutely zero respect for intellectual freedom. You have zero respect for freedom of speech. You have zero respect for freedom of expression. You can't even hear. Like you can't, you, every person out here, millions of people out here are looking at this and they're saying, wait a minute, maybe there's more to this. Maybe maybe we got to ask that white woman why it was that since you claim this man raped you, which is terrible, right? If it happened, then that's terrible. We, we're not going to condone any of that. But, but why was it that there's a track record that for 20 years you went to see him every time he was in town? Why is it that there is a track record that for 20 years you were called, you were blowing up this man's phone like you're blowing it up like a key sweat song. Baby, baby, please. Baby, baby. Like, wh why is it for 20 years you were bragging to all your friends? Yeah, I'm cool with Bill Cosby. He can get us tickets to the concert. Seriously, I mean, does anybody ever ask themselves this question? Am I the only one? Does anybody else ever sit back and say, you know, I think that if we're going to have this much scrutiny on Cosby, maybe we should have an equal amount of scrutiny on those who are accusing him. Because Lord knows white women have lied before. Now, I know some people, white liberals teach these Negroes terms like believe all women, which is about the most retarded thing any human being has ever said to another human being in their life. Because if you believe all women, that means you believe the woman who falsely accused Emmett Till, right? They believe all women means that, that she was telling the truth. Believe all women means that you believe the woman who accused the black man of touching her, that got Black Wall Street burned down. Like, right? Believe all women is a, is a pretty loaded term, but, th but they literally were running around with terms like believe all women. I don't believe all women. I'm sorry, because I believe women are intelligent and I believe women are capable of lying. So, 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 so how about we move past this artificial white supremacist barrier that protects every person lining up to get a check, every crackhead trying to get another million dollars out of Cosby, whatever, everybody who's signing on to Gloria Allred, Allred's, you know, little, little deals to get to where everybody can get paid, where they're lining up, sucking black wealth out of this black family, sucking Camille's money, taking away money from the kids, <laughs> taking hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Maybe we should have some sort of criteria to determine whether your story really holds up to the test of scrutiny. Now, let me tell you why this is important. I'm going to give y'all some facts right here for a minute, right quick. I want you to go look up in the New York Times. There was an article about Lisa Bloom, <clears throat> the daughter of Gloria Allred. Gloria Allred is kind of like the white female Al Sharpton. She kind of runs around and, and shakes people down for money and says, you were accused of something. And before the accusations are even vetted out, she says, just write a $100 million check and it'll go away. That's what she does. She does she's a shakedown artist. They need to give her a gun and a ski mask because she'd be rolling through the hood like just 
taking everybody's money, right? Okay, so <clears throat> Lisa Bloom is Gloria Allred's daughter. Pay attention now. Follow me. In the New York Times, they wrote a whole article about how Lisa Bloom's uh, Lisa Bloom wrote in a memo to Harvey Weinstein offering to defend him. She offered to defend him, and, and so you might ask, well, why in the world? What a champion for women's rights. Why in the world would the woman who's championing all of Cosby's accusers want to go and defend a, a raggedy scumbag like Harvey Weinstein? And believe me, this man looks like a, he looks raggedy. He looks nasty, right? When Oprah was giving him kisses on the cheek, I was like, why would you kiss an old nasty ass man like that? Oh, he must be rich or something, right? But shout out to Damon Dash because Damon Dash <laughs> is actually one of the few people who actually confronted Weinstein before it was popular to do, to do so. I should just mention that. He actually confronted Weinstein on his behavior before <clears throat> Weinstein was going down. Back when everybody, Vlad, Vlad from Vlad TV, personally was talking to me on the phone and he said, the reason I don't work with Damon Dash is because Damon Dash uh, confronted and attacked Harvey Weinstein and you just don't do that in Hollywood. This was before any of the allegations of Weinstein came out. This was back when Oprah was giving him kisses on the cheek, all that stuff. So there were some people that were canaries in the mind that saw what was going on with Weinstein, but let's get back to it. Lisa Bloom, daughter of Gloria Allred. Gloria Allred is the shakedown artist who was one of the first people to come after Cosby and tell him to put, I think she said she wanted him to write a check for $100 million for a fund for all the poor little victims who, who were harmed by his terrible acts. Okay, fine. I hear that. But pay attention now. So she writes this uh, memo. Lisa Bloom, Gloria Allred's daughter, writes a memo to Harvey Weinstein and offers to defend him. And you know what she said in the memo? I want you to go look it up. It's in the New York Times. Google it. Don't believe me. Go Google it. She basically said that when you start asking these women hard questions, they're going to crinkle up like a piece of paper. They're going to buckle and fold. Their stories will not stand up to scrutiny because don't nobody violate the rule of questioning a white woman when she's in distress. Can I get an amen on that? Can Do you understand what I'm saying? If you saw the movie Rosewood, if you remember, when that lady was like, oh my God, the nigga hate me, right? Nobody asked her, oh Lord, we got to protect Miss Sally. Ain't nobody more protected in this society than the white female. Stop it. Tell me if I'm lying. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Look at the incarceration statistics. The most incarcerated person in America is the black male. Nobody gets sent to jail more than the black male. Nobody gets longer prison sentences than the black male. The least incarcerated person in America is the white female. The white female, when the damsel is in distress, don't nobody take the time to question the damsel. Well, you know what? When you got an entire legacy on the line, when you have hundreds of millions of dollars on the line, when you have a lifetime, a, a body of work that goes back 50, 60 years on the line, when you got a whole community's uh, you know, love and appreciation for, for someone on the line. I'm going to put Miss Becky on the stand too. Miss Becky, Miss Karen, all y'all getting on the stand because before we write that check to you for a million dollars so you can go feed your crack habit, because some of them were crackheads. I'm sorry. I don't know if anybody has any drug addicts in your family, but you can't trust them. Tell me, give me, tell me if you know what I'm talking about. If you got drug addicts in your family, you know a drug addict is going to tell a lie. Some of those women are addicted to drugs. How in the hell are you going to tell me that a, that a drug addict can just show up and say that Cosby did something to me in 1972 and I can't prove it, but, but I'm a white woman so and I said it, so that's got to be enough. 
Like, what the hell, man? If I, I wish I had a credit score like a white woman's voice. Like, Becky Tears have the highest. They got an 850 credit score. Becky Tears have an 850 credit score because they get perfect credibility the minute they start dropping tears. And the reason you have to confront this is because many, many, many black men have died because of a white woman's tears. Many black women, have, many black men have lost everything because a white woman did something terrible and then cried about it. So if you can't talk about that in an honest way, then you ain't really talking about nothing. You can sit there and you know what I give, I give them permission. I give all these Negroes in this documentary complete permission. Seriously, Showtime, again, Showtime, all white platform, props up a bunch of black people to go after a black man. I've seen this happen a thousand times. They they did the same thing to Cornell West when he was challenging the Obama administration. Slate magazine gave Dyson 10,000 words, 10,000 words of space to just talk about how irrelevant and how horrible Cornell West is. I've seen uh, white, black people propped up to take down Farrakhan. We, we this Negro's a problem. He's talking about black independence and freedom, so we need to find one of our one of our one of our pets and we need to put him up so he can take him to right I, I've seen it play out a thousand times when I spoke about the racism behind the NCAA not compensating black families for stealing billions of dollars from the black community every year through the use of our athletes. CBS Sports did a special where they literally put me in there. They, they had me say what I had to say about why athletes should be paid, which to me is about is the most common sense that there is. Remember, my PhD is in finance, but I didn't need to use my whole PhD to explain why a human being should be compensated for their labor. Right? It didn't take it didn't take even one of my master's degrees for me to help them understand that. Look, when you go to work, you expect to get paid. Now, don't you? Now, don't you think that? Do you think it's fair that the coaches didn't even do? He, he's not even on the court, but he's he's flying in on a private jet. He got a he got a mansion and a yacht. His kids are in private school, but the star player who we really need in the game, right? Because I. Don't I don't watch the game to see the coach. I watch the game to see the players. His mom was taking the Greyhound bus and living in the projects. You you think that's fair? Like it was easy, right? But let me tell you what they did. This they did exactly. CBS did exactly what Showtime is doing right now. And I want to make y'all hip to the rope of dope. This is what they do. So what they did was they said we want to neutralize the racial angle. So every time I would make a point <clears throat> and I'd say, of course, athletes should be paid. Every American should be paid for their labor. They would then put two black men behind me, exactly two. It would be typically Clark Kellogg and Lynn Elmore. And they would have them say the exact opposite of what I said. And then they would bring the white guys in after. The white guys were like the cavalry that would come in. Then they throw in Mike Krzyzewski and Billy Packer and all these sports guys, right? And pay attention now. All the people that were in this documentary were making money off the athletes. Like every single person in the documentary except for me was making money off college athletes. So you sit there talking about athletes shouldn't be paid, but you getting paid off of the labor of somebody else. Are you kidding me right now? This is how the game works. This is how they prop up black people to neutralize the racial issue. Malcolm X said that in a speech. He said, back on the plantation, when a Negro like me would speak up, they didn't kill him. What they would do is they would send some old house Negro behind him. And the house Negro would invalidate everything that that the loudmouth slave had to say, that the field slave had to say. So ultimately, what you're seeing right now is exactly this. You're seeing a scenario where there are valid, intelligent people, millions of them who are on the other side of that fence who are saying, yeah, you know, we're not here to justify Cosby's whole life. We don't know if he's innocent or not. But we do think that it's peculiar that, A, 
You're not questioning any of these women that are lining up to get a check or why they were chasing Cosby down 20 years after he allegedly did something bad to them. And then B, you're not considering the fact that he went to court and he was proven not guilty. You know, you're not considering any of that, right? Now, the man's paid a lot of money. He's very, very old. He's, he's probably not going to be around that long. Why not go ahead and just move forward? Why move on? Because I can guarantee you this much. I don't know. Y'all want y'all to tell me. What do you think? Give me a yes or no in the chat. I'm going to ask this question. Then I'm going to have to go because my wife is waiting for me. And she's so gorgeous. I can't say no to her. I'm going to ask y'all this question. If Bill Cosby was a white man of equal prominence, equal fame, equal wealth, equal stature, do you think that Showtime would be airing a documentary like this? Especially, in fact, let me just say it. Let me qualify it further. If he were a white male Democrat, if he were a Democrat, if he were Bill Clinton, um, <clears throat> you know, Joe Biden or some of these other white males who've done terrible things. Do you think that they would be doing this documentary saying, oh, my God, we need to talk, we must talk about Bill Clinton. And do you think that they will be using these Negroes to make their point? I mean, do you think that these black people that they're putting on Showtime are on there for any reason other than the fact that they are being hired as uh, as as slave overseers to do a hit on another slave that's what y'all you you're you're hired assassins that's what you are and, and and you should be ashamed of yourselves for even participating in this project not because you have your opinion you have a right to have your point of view you have a right to think cosby's a son of a bitch i'm not gonna fight you on that you have a right to say you know what i wouldn't let him babysit my kids you have a right to say all of that but when you allow yourself to be used as a weapon of white supremacy well then People, free black men like me have to come and check you a little bit. So while you sitting there saying, look, mama, I made it. Look, mama, Showtime wrote me a big check, mama. I got me a deal with Netflix, mama. Look at me, mama. I'm doing good, mama. You got to ask yourself. You got to remember, man, you, you, you're just doing, you're doing something that Negro's been doing for 300 years, man. Ain't nothing new about anything that you're seeing in this documentary. And again, I want to make it clear that I'm not making these points <clears throat> because I believe Cosby never could have done anything wrong. Um, in fact, it's weird because I've had many occasions where I've critiqued Cosby on a heavy level, right? But at the same time, remember, this is the same guy who, um, you know, who also did a lot of really good things for the community that none of those Negroes on that documentary have ever done or never could do and, and probably wouldn't do. You know, Cosby, as much as you as much as you want to be mad at him and I get it right, especially, man, I mean, you should have been next to your wife. She's beautiful. I don't understand that. I just you know, it makes me sad. Right. And, and, I, and it's a warning to black men. Like, don't get caught up in all this nonsense and get to running, chasing Becky down and doing all this other stuff, man, because that stuff will get you in trouble. You'll be looking like Cosby right now. So so th there's a lot of lessons to be learned from this. Right. So there's a lot of things you can say to legitimately and and, and, and validly critique Cosby and the way he chose to live his life. But if you're going to critique the things he did wrong, let's take some time to also make sure we acknowledge the things he did right. Let's acknowledge the fact that Fat Albert educated millions of little kids like me. I grew up on, I don't know if y'all, some of y'all, you might have to be old school. If you ain't old school enough to remember Fat Albert, go watch some episodes. I think you would like it. You would appreciate what he was trying to do. If, you, if you're fair about it, you're going to acknowledge the fact that that, that Cosby did things, you know, for HBCUs that nobody was doing at the time. What nobody giving $20 million to Spellman in, in the 1980s. They couldn't get something. <laughs> they had a hard time getting black celebrities to write a check for 50 grand. 
I, I, you know, what he did with Different World and HBCU enrollment. I mean, is, is that not worth anything? Is that not worth anything? So, yes, he might have been flawed. But at the very least, he used his power in a way that was so different from what you see right now. Now you see celebrities out here literally marketing drug addiction to young people. You're going to have drug addicts that, 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 that literally have emerged because they, they were listening to some rapper tell them how great it was to pop mollies and, and Percocets. Seriously, you have you have artists that think it's okay for black people to kill each other. You have you have artists that will tell you to go and vote for the same politicians, even though people in your community are dying. So so I know that, you know, we want to get caught up in the fact that Cosby somehow is unredeemable and that there's there's nothing good about this man or or that. Yeah, he did a couple of good things, but what he did was so bad that it just makes him a terrible person. We need to destroy his legacy and ruin everything he ever did. No, how about you just conclude either that Cosby might have been a good man who did some bad things or a bad man who did some good things. But either way, you can't act like somehow his alleged violation of white women trumps everything that he did in his life. Doesn't mean, again, none of this was proven, by the way. Let's make that clear. Let's not forget that none of this was ever proven, by the way. Proof matters. Unless you want to convince us that the justice system is irrelevant. If you want to make that argument, okay, we can have a conversation. But I think that, that a lot of these same people, you know, are the same ones who would tell you to believe in the system. You got to believe in the system. You got to believe in Uncle Joe. You got to believe in the Democrats. Well, I, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't believe in the system either. So that maybe that's one thing we have in common right now. But you can't just act like the system's invalid when you're trying to go after a black man. Like somehow it doesn't matter now. But when white men walk away and are proven not guilty, they leave them alone. They don't try to go lynch them. They don't chase them around for the rest of their life. Again, this man has paid a ton of money, probably a couple hundred million dollars. He is old. He's not going to be alive in the next few years. He's probably going to be gone. I think it's okay to let those sleeping dogs lie. That's my two cents. So anyway, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Um, thanks for listening. Um, I hope the point was taken in the spirit it was intended. Um, this, again, if you look at the parallels of slavery, if you study things like what Dr. Claude Anderson writes about in Black Labor, White Wealth, you'll see that this playbook has been run by the white man 10,000 times. And unfortunately, some black people still fall for it. And I think it's because they were educated mostly by white people. <laughs> and, you know, I went to Brown University, so that means I'm smart now. No, it could mean you're brainwashed. It could mean you've been indoctrinated. Remember, a lot of people don't understand. I'm saying this as a college professor. I taught on campuses for many years, University of Kentucky, Indiana University. So I'm not just a guy who's talking out of the side of his ass. No, no. Education is also an indoctrination process. They're not just giving you skills. They're also giving you culture. They're not just teaching you facts. They're also giving you um, they're also giving you your perspective. They're telling you what your opinions are going to be. That's why you see so many black kids that graduate from a lot of liberal arts uh, universities or white liberal schools and they come out and they sound like white liberals in blackface, which would include the vast majority of the Negroes that were on this documentary. You know, again, you can't have you can't call it a conversation if it's one sided. That That's that's the bottom line. So anyway, guys, uh, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. If you want to support the platform, uh, feel free to go to intelligentblackpeople.com. Um, I, I give you guys exclusive content and also um, stock selections and things like that every week. So feel free to uh, support the channel. We'd love to have your support because, you know, I hope you understand we got to build black media. We must build black media to confront uh, the racism of white media. Look, I, I don't have the resources of Showtime. I can't 
confront you know showtime big networks like that so i really need your help you are our network right so if you could take the time to share this video with people who are going to at least hear what we have to say um because i might be wrong sometimes but i'm not stupid yeah i might be wrong but but i think about everything i say um i think that our community deserves to have a broader conversation about important issues and it needs to be our conversation not one led by white owned media outlets that's nonsense that's absolute racism. That's nothing. That's 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 cologne imperialism <laughs> at its finest. Okay. So anyway, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna head on out of here. And also my website, in case you want to go take a look, is boycewalkins.com. Um, every Wednesday night we do read Powernomics and Black Labor, White Wealth, Dr. Claude Anderson books, and it's free to the community. So if you'd like to join us for the book club every week, just go to boycewalkins.com. It's right there. All right, guys. So please have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I'll see you soon. Take care. Peace.